The Evolve Network is now live at evolvenetwork.tv. Subscribe for meal plans, recipes, cooking shows, and our very own The Magic Pill and The Magic Plant, as well as access to my favorite documentaries. The Evolve Network is also home to our full library of podcasts, with new release podcasts airing first and in full on the channel. You can also watch selected vodcasts in a video format. Meanwhile, enjoy this highlight of our podcast and head over to evolvenetwork.tv for the full Evolve podcast experience. The Evolve with Pete Evans podcast is a conversation about my favorite ingredients for a healthy human experience. We take an informed look at topics that include nutritional and emotional well-being as well as expanded consciousness. I love exploring the topics that are not traditionally taught at school and take a deep dive into them with my special guests. I invite you to sit back and come along for the ride with an open mind and heart and please share with your family and friends as these podcasts may just be the seed from which many things will flourish from. Cheers. We've been using Waters Co. water filters for the last 10 years and I wholeheartedly trust my family's health with them. Waters Co. established 1977 have personal and domestic water filters which turns your ordinary tap water into great tasting alkaline ionized mineral water which removes up to 99.9% of fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals and bacteria so you can love your tap water again. The Bio 1000 is the latest edition of the BMP 1000 model and the culmination of over 40 years of experience and research into water filtration by some of the world's leading scientists. Waters Co. was first to market with natural gravity-fed systems, creating alkaline water way back in 1984, and have continued to lead the market in research and development, setting the benchmark for all other brands to follow. Please go to my webpage, PeteEvans.com, to learn more and to receive your special discount from my link on the products page. You're going to love it. Robin, thank you so much for joining us. How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. And you? Good. Good to uh, to meet you uh, across a few oceans and things. <laughs> Very good to meet you too. I'm really well, thank you. It's uh, it's night time here, which is unusual for me to do a uh, podcast of a night time. I'm usually. Uh, very active in the mornings doing my podcast because a lot of the guests are in the US and whereabouts are you at the moment? In London. How long have you been living there for? Ooh, about 30-something years. And I'm interested to delve into your history and uh, how you came to be such a um, prophetic voice of reason over the last few years and... Why is it that an architect, a film producer, has gotten themselves in the position to be a such an outspoken person in the height of um, what we what many would call uh, a very chaotic world over the last few years? Yeah, well, it's a good question. I'm not sure I've got the, the haven't thought about it that much, but I think what I can say, and that's probably influenced it, is that. Since I think we started since 2017, so a good few years before, uh, we started working on a film that's now out in uh, um, in the UK and, and Ireland and Italy. And that film was um, it's called The Book of Vision, and it's it's a journey in back into the doctor patient relationship 
taking it back in the 18th century in Prussia, which is now sort of Germany. And because the, the, there is a specific doctor who left a body of work, which is like a set of books where he talked about his patients. And people who studied them looked at the, the way he, he related to them is not how we relate to them today. And what happens is that we don't really know what happened a few hundred years ago unless there's a record of it. So we don't really know how, how the doctor-patient relationship exactly was. But in this case, there's quite an extensive set of records of how this particular doctor practiced. And when his philosophers, historians of medicine studied it, they, they sort of said, hold on a minute, this is very different to what we do, what we do now. And they realized that actually how it, how it was is that this doctor really took the time to listen at everything that the patient, his, his patients would say, not just sort of where does it hurt and sort of tap it a little bit, have a look at it and take this medicine. It was he was taking the whole patient, the patient as a whole. So, you know, the dreams, the worries, the fears, the, you know, kind of the, the everything, everything the patient wanted to talk about was connected to why they went to him. And he wrote it all down. He wrote it all down. He wrote the dreams, the diagrams. And for all of these things, he created through the story that was created by the patient and him responding, because obviously he's there. He's not sort of far away. He's there listening, right? So he's giving... Even if he's not talking, you're always giving some kind of you know visual or kind of eyes or you know giving some feedback. So he's writing it all down, and and then he he creates a version of what's actually really happening and suggests certain things, which in some cases had to do with some you know prescribing certain things even at the time. But that would only happen after a long period of sort of really really listening. And so the, the people who came up with this project to, to me had written the script because they had gone through, at least in one, one, one of them had gone through a personal, quite a serious health uh, situation and got faced, you know, kind of a matter of potentially matter of what could lead to life or, life or death, was faced with the sort of the medicine machine as it is today for the first time. And was and and I think he felt because you know a lot of this is I'm thinking how did he come up with this script? And I think a lot of it is he 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 saw the whole spectrum of what was on offer from you know the traditional doctor, the no, and then going to more and more holistic, more he saw the whole thing and and thought, well, why are they why are they pushing this side? Why are they not saying do this or do that or things that may have to do with all sorts of other areas which we can talk about. I mean, things that I'm interested in personally, for example, would be nutrition, right? Uh, lifestyle, nutrition, you know, things like that for me are very important. You know, the, the food and how you live. But I'm not sure if that was his case. But I think it became his case because when we were on set, he was very careful about what he was eating, I remember. Uh, and the other one instead, he, the other one who, who co-wrote the script, he instead practices a totally alternative form of, of medicine, which is shamanism. 
and he practices it. He's got people who come to him and he has retreats and, and, and he studied it. He studied the history and he found out he's Italian. And he found out that this was what, what was predominant before the onset of, of Christianity, not, not because it was anti-Christian, but because as the church developed, it didn't like alternative ways of healing. And so this became lost in Italy. And he went back and he went up in the mountains and he found sort of, you know, the people who still did it. And, and that's his, his approach. The other writer is actually a religious person. So they came together, they wrote this script. And when I, when I read it at the time, it spoke to me too, because I had I also experienced through people I loved and family members, things like that, situations in which the traditional approach or the current traditional approach or, or the current medicine that is offered did actually more damage, I think, than, than, if, than if nothing, probably if nothing had happened in some cases. Um, so I think I was receptive to it because I, I had a feeling that the human element had been lost a little bit, had been left behind. And, and this story that the film tells is a story of, of a doctor or someone who, who is practicing and who's into sort of biotechnology or the latest sort of uh, approaches of technology into the human body. And she has a physical problem. She has an illness. And she decides to go back and study how, how, how did we have this kind of knee-jerk reaction? You've got a problem and I've got to take a knife and cut you up. You know, what, what, what else could I be doing, right? So she goes and, and, and she studies that. And that's the journey of the book. And then it becomes quite, it opens to the, the, the journey of the film, which then opens itself almost like to this world of dreams, to this world of, of fears and, the, and kind of the world of how the body was seen connected to nature, connected to everything, and how we would also see bodies in nature itself. So we would see sort of trees as kind of moving things. And that's because everything was connected once. So, we, so, so the film does that on a level. So this is, this is what I, this is the world I was inhabiting, you know, around that time, because we filmed it 2019, a lot of it 2017, some of it, but mainly 2019 actually it was filmed. 2017 it was a script. So, um, so I had been inhabiting this world and uh, I guess that made me a little bit more in tune with a different way of doing things. And I think maybe it made me more sensitive when there were the first sort of politicians that started to acting like, like paternalist or sort of doctors to the whole population. I think I was quite sensitive to that and it just didn't make sense to me. Um, and so I didn't just listen and think, oh, they must be right because they are in power and I'm not, and they are listening to someone else who's a scientist and I'm not. I didn't sort of, I didn't think that. I thought, hold on a minute, this, this is not health as far as I understand it. Does that answer a little bit? It sure does. And, um, and over the last few years, you have been 
Tell me about the connections that you've made actually over the last few years with some of these um, other outspoken scientists and doctors that have taken a platform in helping to educate the people that are willing to listen about what some would call the agenda. I mean, um, personally, I've been deplatformed from social media companies and and Spotify and cancelled in my own country for speaking out. And um, I've had the great fortune of interviewing so many people over the last few years to get their perception on the last few years. And um, I'm interested about the connections that you've made and the friendships that you've made and what you've learnt about health and the other side of health as well over the last few years. And uh, has that changed your outlook on on the way that you live? Yeah, let, let's go there. Yeah. Um, well, maybe starting from from your last question about changing outlook and then I work, work my way backwards. Because actually, my outlook has changed. And initially, when things were presented in what I would like to call quite a mechanistic way, which is, you know, some people related to one side of the brain, sort of right brain versus left brain, one side is creative, one side is more mechanical, one side sees everything divided into little bits and the other one side sees everything as a whole. And I think when 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 things were started to be explained in quite a mechanistic way, it was through that perspective that I was trying to figure out if it made sense or if it was not, if it didn't make sense. So I jumped on to trying to look into the body of scientific research that was available to see if it was corresponding to what we were being told. So that approach was also looking at it in terms of the evidences outside of me. It's, 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 it's in a journal. It's, and that's all I thought I had. And I thought, you know, having been engaged in the world in different ways before, which were mainly related to information that's given through sort of official sources, which which now we've realized that they're totally um, um, you know, they're kind of controlled in some way, not necessarily directly. I really hope you enjoyed the first half of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit evolvenetwork.tv. That's evolvenetwork.tv. We'll see you there. The information, views and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical, or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences, and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any medical condition. Neither Pete Evans nor any sponsor endorse any views, opinions, or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast podcast.